and welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna, episode 11, brought to you by the FNX Network and the Sofa Sports Podcast. I'm joined by a very special guest. He's back on the show tonight. It's the one and only Lee Judges from the same old Arsenal. How you doing, mate? Yeah, cheers, Harry. Very, very good. Thank you very much. All good. Couple of good results down the, down the line, uh, free, free on the spin. So, uh, yeah, uh, things are looking a little bit better, aren't they? So, good. I see it since the last time we spoke. It was all doom and gloom, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, it was, wasn't it? Like, you know, but um, I don't know where that result in Milan come, but, um, you know, I'm glad it did. And uh, from there, we picked up a bit of confidence, great result against Watford. And, uh, you know, weren't, weren't I didn't think um, the, the greatest performance against Milan, but the job done, got the job done. And uh, on to Russia we go. That's right. That's right. Um, seeing as there was no Arsenal game this week, we decided to go with a little bit of a different format. We put a couple of tweets out earlier on uh, at the end of last week and the beginning of this week asking you guys to send in your questions and tell us what you want to hear us discuss. So we've picked a few. Um, unfortunately, we can't answer every single one, but those who missed out this time will get priority the next time we do a Q&A session. Um, so thank you all for participating. Um, Lee, the first question I'm going to throw at you, this one comes from Franco24 on Twitter. He says, in light of Peter Cech's comments on the BBC, um, how much of an impact is the uncertainty around Arsene Wenger's future having on the squad, in your opinion? Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? Uh, good one to start off with. Um, if, I, if I'll be honest, I think that um, Peter Cech, you know, batted that down really well, I thought. I, I felt that he was a bit uncomfortable. I don't know if you noticed, he looks a little bit uncomfortable when he was saying it. I do think it has an effect, Harry, I really do. Uh, I'm... You know, if you as a player and you, you, you're signing a new contract or you're going to be, um, you know, like looking to stay or, or, or whatever and, and, or you're not in the team or you are in the team, you know, you want to know first and foremost what the manager's doing and what, what, what it's going to be. Now, I understand that in this world that a manager can be sacked, you know, from one week to the next. But when you're at a big club like Arsenal, you know that um, there is a little bit of stability there. And I just think over the last few years... That stability is gone, Harry. With, yeah. You know, is he going to stay? Is he not going to stay? And um, the uncertainty around it, where over the sort of years before, when you go back 10 years ago, you knew that Wenger was going to stay and he was going to have these contracts. But over these last couple of seasons, I just think that it, it, it's a distraction. And it's also, which I think is a very, very good point, is that it's an excuse. The players can use that as an excuse. You know, if things ain't going well, well, we don't know what's happening to the manager, we don't know. So, you know, you don't want to give players an excuse. And I, I feel that the club are giving them an excuse. So I do feel that in in certain terms it is unsettling. And I, I, I believe that, you know, what, what um, Petr Cech said from, from a personal point of view, he's a more experienced player, but he's coming towards the end of his career. But, you know, I think he would be a little bit more uncertain and a little bit more unsure if he was 22, 23 in the beginning of his career. Yeah, no, that's right. I totally agree. The only thing I find difficult about it is that, you know, Arsene Wenger came out, didn't he, at the end of last season, and he said that maybe my future um, did have an impact. And But I, I guess in Wenger's eyes, he's not going anywhere, is he? Because he's made it pretty clear that he's not going to walk away um, unless he's sacked. And so in his eyes, I guess he's not causing uncertainty because he is, in fact, honouring the contract. He's never drifted away from that idea as he I think it's it's more fan talk and, and more paper talk than anything else 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes, you know, but there is a lot of talk about him being leaving at the end of the season, whether he's, you know, whether he's going to be uh, a party to that or not. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you as a player and you see, you know, the other the opposition fans singing, we want you to stay, Venga, and all that. I don't know if that does it any good, Harry, as well. Like, I, I really don't. I think, that, um, you know, we, we know... We know there's discontent in the in the fan base. You can see it on the terraces, you know, and uh, you know banners uh, for and banners against going up, and then that 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 sets off little uh, fricasses in the in the um, in the stadium. And I, I just think that you know, I don't know, like you know, with um, Danny Welbeck's penalty the other day, you could feel the tension around the ground because you, whether he was going to score it or not. So when there's something like that with Arsene Wenger going on. I'm, I'm, and you can feel the tension around the dressing room, uh, sorry, around the the ground. I'm sure it will affect going, you know, on the pitch as well. They, you know, and with with that, you know, with the fans sort of not going to games as well over the last couple of uh, weeks, it's surely got to have some sort of uh, impact on the players. In saying that, the last couple of um, low performances with um, with the attendance, we've seemed to pick. We've got a couple of good results, so. Who knows? You know, I, I always think with these sort of things, Harry, are the players going to be honest? He's not going to come out on the BBC and go, "Oh, it's affecting us, and it's doing this, and it's doing that." Yeah, they've got to be, right. uh, they've got to be like cautious to what they say. But I'm pretty sure all the players are getting fed up with it as well. If I'll be honest, yeah, it's not helpful, is it? It's not helpful at all. No, nah, I don't think it is. No, definitely not. Um, the next question comes from Mike LDN. I'm assuming that's London. So Mike London on Twitter. How far do you gentlemen think Arsenal can go in the Europa League, Lee? Well, I think they can go all the way if they avoid uh, Atletico Madrid. I, I personally feel that over two legs, they'd be too strong for us. I really do. I don't think defensively we're, we'd be able to handle the likes of uh, Costa and, and um, Griezmann and the likes um, over two legs. One-off game, you never know. But um, if we can avoid them too, then, then I don't really see us, other than, them, other than ourselves, messing it up, if you know what I mean. I don't think yeah. no other team's pretty good, gonna, I think, going to be able to do it. Got Lacazette coming back into the, to the squad after um, this international break. So that will give us a little bit more extra fire, extra firepower. Now we're taking on Milan realistically without without really, you know, if I'll be honest with Danny Welbeck, um, just coming back to fitness, I think that he, he done okay in those two games, but he's not full fit Danny Welbeck like he was. So we've got through that game. So now we're going to have Lacazette and Danny Welbeck to pick on or choose from. So I feel that I'd be very disappointed if we didn't get to at least a final. If, if we pull out Madrid in the semi-final, you know, I would have my reservations, but if we can avoid them, you know, we 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 could be going to Leon. Yeah, I must admit, I did shit myself when uh, Milan took the lead at the Emirates last night. I did think, here we go again, and you know what? We was we were probably slightly fortunate because that penalty was never a penalty in a million years, was it? No, it wasn't. No, no it, definitely not a penalty. It begs the question, doesn't it? What do those extra officials do? Because he's standing oh. there. And he's right in front of it. The linesman was even on that side. So that's three of them that got that completely wrong. I, 
I, you know what? I was getting text messages during the game while we was in the stadium saying that's never a penalty, this and that. And to be honest, I'm in the North Bank, so I couldn't really tell for certain. But when I got home and I saw it, I, I sat there laughing for 10 minutes. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But then you see, you know, a week before, uh, you know, I think it was uh, um, a Juventus-Spurs game. There's a definite penalty in that. The, the fella's five yards away from it and doesn't give it. You know what I mean? They just completely get there. It's not uh, It's not one team. It's just absolutely useless, um, whatever team. And uh, I, I always said that about European football. I think that um, in the Champions League and, and the Europa League, the refereeing standard is not good enough and and you have to have that little bit of luck you know as good as the competition is you can always be on the re- on the end of a wrong decision you know a couple of seasons well a few seasons back now the Robin Van Persie one you know an absolute joke with the with the whistle when he got sent off you know absolute you know ridiculous decision so you have to have that little bit of luck um, so um, I, I, I you know um, I <laughs> You know, Danny Danny Welbeck was got away with one. If if we'd be honest with it, really, if you know, but you know, I don't. I'm, I'm, I don't know about you. Going going quickly, I'm quite pleased that we're at home in the first leg of this because I think that you don't know what you, you know when it comes to second. We won the first leg two 0 and the second leg, I, I felt we didn't know how to play it, Harry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, we, if we go cautious, go for it or whatever. But when we play at home in. Um, uh, the first leg, it's all, all all there, so we can go guns blazing and may, maybe get a good good lead, you know. But I just feel that we, we played with a handbrake in that game, and it was only when they scored that we we sort of unleashed ourselves, if you know what I mean. So um, oh, I'm quite quite pleased that we're home first in this league, you know. So um, hopefully get the job done before we go to Russia. Yeah, totally agree. Um, Next question. And as usual, whenever we ask for questions, you know, we always tend to get a lot of, you know, things talking about life after Wenger. Who should the next manager be? Who should come in? Who should go out? Um, So we've got a few of those. Um, The first one comes from at Marble Halls on Twitter. Um, With a new manager, would many of our players be worth selling? So, and, And we can tie that in with, with the next question, which basically says, um, who has a future at Arsenal and that's from Sam Spade ins and outs this summer Lee in your opinion are there many players that have a future at Arsenal and if so who are they well you can't sell all the squad can you you know uh, I am worried about the Wiltshire situation I have to say uh, and, and Aaron Ramsey um, you know obviously one one with still the years on his contract would, would bring in some good money and all that like you know uh, you know, the sell on value of certain players is not there, but who, 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 I would like, you know, I, I still, you know, Petr Cech to me would be a um, one that I would look at replacing, if I'd be honest, but I would keep him as a backup goalkeeper yeah. and, and um, you know, use his experience there. So it would probably be, a, a spinner would probably be the one to go. Um you know, a lot of criticism for Bellerin. I, I, I also feel that he's still got potential. People forget that he's still only young. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, sell him. But if he was, he would be worth a few bob, wouldn't he? Come on the market, Harry. Um, I just feel that the whole, the whole team, team needs improvement. It's going to be very difficult to know what we're going to be like because with the signing of Mkhitaryan and uh, Aubameyang, 
we've really got a good good two up there now. And that, well, I'd like to see someone with um, uh, a real wide player coming in. Real, well, I mean, pacey wide player that's going to yeah, take on players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, yeah, definitely. And we need someone like that. Um, I think that's a difficult. You know, uh, you know, if you was to say, uh, if I was to say, if you you would say to me, sell two players, I would sell Mustafi and Shaka, um, and get big money for them. And with, with Shaka, nothing against Shaka in my opinion, but but buy a proper sense, central defensive midfield player, a proper one that's going to come in there and do that. You know, I think he's done really well over the last few games, but he's not really a, a, a holding midfield player. He's not really a box-to-box midfield player. That's what I would do. And Mustafi, I just don't think... Uh, I, 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 and I know it's controversial, but Koscielny would go as well for me. Um, yeah, totally. and, and bring, in, bring in a couple of uh, uh, good... I, I'd, go, I'd go one abroad and maybe one from, from the Premier League. As a central defender, to give a bit, so we've got that bit of experience. For the yeah, and do you know what? I, I remember saying at the back end of last season that I would have let Koscielny go um, if yeah. there was on the table. Not because uh, I do think when fit, he's a, he's a fantastic central defender, but he can't stay fit anymore. He's nah. obviously got this Achilles problem, and it's it's killing him. It's killing him slowly, and he's really struggling to perform consistently at that intensity that we require. Um, I think with Granite Shaka, for me, I feel a little bit sorry for him because I see a little bit of what happened to Mikel Arteta happening to him in terms of he's been signed by Wenger to do a role that he's not Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And he's been put in that position. And it used to happen to Arteta. You know, Arteta went from playing in an attacking midfield position on wide right for Everton, providing goals left, right and centre to being the deepest player in our midfield, then that role is is completely different. And if you haven't got the right attributes, it's not going to work. I think I agree with you where you said Shaq has improved in the last few weeks. And I think that's down to him just playing the game simply. I think he's, he's, he's cut out some of those passes, you know, when he tries those blockbuster passes across the pitch, seems to have cut that out, just holding his position um, a lot more disciplined and, and hopefully we'll see him pick up now, but Again, you know, it's in the Premier League, as far as the Premier League is concerned, it's too little too late, isn't it? Because, you know, yeah, there's definitely. no good in players picking up. Now, um, Mustafi for me is awful. Absolutely yeah. awful. And I've, I'm not afraid to say it. I thought in the cup final, when he, he stepped out of the defence, oh. he was like, you know, when a moth gets attracted to the light and he just goes to the <laughs> light, but you know you're going to get burnt. Just stay away from yeah, it. Yeah. He just went straight in there. He completely misjudged the flight of the ball one little nudge and Aguero was in and I think he makes too many of them mistakes for me. Yeah. He's he's another Thomas Vermeilen in my opinion and um, you know I, I think Wenger spent badly there. Yeah. I I, it's not it's not what we want and I, I don't mean that disrespectfully to him. We want a big centre forward that's a proper defender and I, I think he's a, a player that probably possibly could play right back for us or something like that in the, in, in, in the future but as a central defender you, you're spot on. He has, he has a game when you think God oh, what a good defender, and then the next next one, he's he's making mistakes left, right, and centre, and giving. And I always think, I don't know about you, he's always getting booked. He's always a rash tackle away from a sending off. I just not for me. He's not for me, yeah. right, you know. 
No, I totally agree. Um, the next question comes from Mr. DJ, who's on Twitter at expat Guna. Um, thank you because he, I know he's a great supporter of the shows and, and always does us shout outs. And, and I know he does it for same old Arsenal and he does yeah. it for um, the Sofa Sports podcast as well. So thank you very much. Um, he says, what is the most important requirement each of you would like to see when appointing a new manager? So basically, what is the key sort of attribute that you'd be looking for in, in the next manager? Oh, well, I, I think uh, someone with a tactical nous. You know, uh, um, uh, a defensive mind as well as an attacking mind. I think that's very, very important. I wouldn't want to lose to our philosophy of the way we attack, but that someone that can um, set up a defensive uh, barrier. So when when there are parts of a game, which when even when you're as a dominating side as we are, there are times when you're going to have to uh, batten down the edges and defend and defend properly. That we know what what we're doing. I, I see it time and time again with Arsenal. We start off well, and then the, the team puts us on it, puts it on us, and we go a goal down. What we've got to have somebody that's going to come in and say, right, this is how we defend. When it when it's on us, this is how we play. We defend it, and then we move on again. And and I, I I'd like to see that very very much. So someone with a, a good, I want to see someone young and energetic as well. I want to see someone with a bit of passion on the on the touchline. You know, I see these other managers with it. And um, it's not saying that, they, you know, I, I think, you've, you know, you've got to look at Mourinho. Look what Mourinho was like when he had all that passion and he was jumping to what he's like now. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and you, you know, everybody's turning around and saying, oh, he's not the same person. Well, Wenger's, you know, 10 times worse than that, Harry. You know, he doesn't, doesn't do that. So that's what I would like to see. I would, I'd like to see someone with a, a tactical now. You know, somebody like, Allegri you know the game was going away from them the other day and he made a cut of decisions for Juventus against Spurs and turned it around and won the game and you know I want to see I want to see Arsenal doing things like that you know I feel it's we're a little bit off the cuff at times so yeah. that's, that, that would be for me I feel as though we've been left a little bit behind um, yeah. in terms of tactics I feel as though you know the game has changed so much and the, the little details mean so much that you need to be on point. And unfortunately for me, I don't think Arsene Wenger is there anymore. Um, I know you mentioned it the last time you were on the show, but he looks like a beaten man. Like we were losing to City and he's just sitting there in yeah. his dugout, slouched whilst Guardiola's standing there and his team are 3-0 up, but he's still demanding yeah. everything he's done to a certain standard. And that's the difference, I think. And you know what? When you've got a manager on the touchline who's, Who's who's involved with the team, living and breathing every moment. That, that spurs on the players as well. You feel as though you're in it together. Uh, yeah, as, exactly. As opposed exactly. to you're the players and he's the manager. And I think that's really important. Um, Mr. DJ actually says he would like to see someone um, who has less power at the club and just has to focus on the football inside and and sort of. And that, that, that's that's a terrific point. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a, it's a, a valid one as well. I think you know. Um, that that is, which I think, to be honest, Harry, that will happen anyway. I think yeah. that just that, that no no one will um, have the power that Arsenal fingers had uh, ever again at Arsenal, as far as from a, from a coaching point of view. That, that goes without saying, I think. But it's a very good point. Yeah, definitely, and and we can see the club are building towards that with some of their recruitment lately. Yeah, um, San Lehi and Mislintat have come in, hopefully to take the burden off whoever the next manager is. 
um, because obviously we didn't have people doing those things beforehand. Um, the next one is, uh, this one's come from Guna AZ. Um, this is quite, this is more of a comment, but he wants to get our thoughts on it. And I, it's a bit of a controversial one. So I'm going to throw it out to you firstly. Um, he says, I truly believe Arsene Wenger is and always has been an average manager. Evidence of this is the invincible season. This That achievement was despite Arsene Wenger. If he was a great manager like, say, Sir Alex Ferguson, he would have dominated the league and won a Champions League. What do you make of that? It's a good... I've always said, I've always said, which, that, um, you know, that even with our, great, with our greatest triumphs, like, like you know, let's this, this take the invincible season. We should have won the... Uh, we should have won the Champions League that year. We should have beat Chelsea. You know, we messed that up. The year before that, we, we won the FA Cup in 2003. We should have won the, won the league as well um, that year. Um, um, you, you look back at 99, I know Manchester United won the, the treble that year. We should have won the double that year. So there's always things that are going to happen in the season and all that lot. But you, Harry, you've got to have something about you to go a whole season unbeaten. And predicted before because he predicted the year before and got mocked. To go to whole season without being beaten is truly remarkable. Um, in 2002, we won the double without losing the game away from home. So he, he, he's he's not. You can't can't criticise that. But I suppose with 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 everybody you want to be a little bit greedy or saying if you win the cup well we should have won this and we should have won that I always felt with the Invincibles that year Arsene Wenger not so much is that he was an average manager I felt his arrogance cost us cost us the FA Cup because you remember we went down in the semi-final when he played a, a, a weekend segment when Man United played a, uh, the big strong side. We ended up losing to a, to a Paul Scholes goal. I was bitterly disappointed and angry, you know, that you go all the way there for a, for a semi-final and he picks a team like that and, and, and loses. And then um, we've been... Uh, that was on the weekend and then on the, on, the, on the Wednesday night we went out to Chelsea or the Tuesday night was... I can't remember now what day it was. We went out to Chelsea... And, and then, of course, I think it was a Saturday we come to the game against Liverpool. And uh, I was a bank. I can't remember. It was Easter Friday, if I, if I remember. I can't quite remember what day it was now. Um, and I, I could have killed him after, you know what I mean? He was losing 2-1, you know what I mean? And just think he was throwing it all away. And if it wasn't for Thierry Henry that day, we would have done. You know, he yeah. just, he, he, you know. And I just felt that from that point of view, that was more arrogance of Arsene Wenger. Um, than you know, probably, but not being good enough. A little bit of cockiness or whatever. We should have gone into that game. And and I, I, I remember um, playing with a team once when we, I was playing. We was we was in two cup competitions and a, and, and going for the league. And um, we lost we lost we lost the semi final and then we lost the next semi final and we come runners up in the league. Bosh 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 done. You know what I mean? But if we'd have would have won that first game, I think we'd have gone on a one or three. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's fine lines in football. And um, I, I personally believe that um, if, if we'd have won that game in that, um, that, that, that semi-final against Manchester United, took out our best team because we was by far a better team than them at that stage. Beating them that day, we would have gone on and won, the, won our own treble. 
you know. Um, but um, it, it put pressure on us, Harry. You know, we went out of that cup competition, a few little doubts crept in. But, um, you know, to, to go to the old season unbeaten, it's a, it's a bold statement. I think that, you know, I have to say with Arsene Wenger, you know, that there's so many... Um, you know, doubts about around him now because of what's gone over the last couple of years. It really is, you know, for, for people to even think that. You know, I, w- I would put that back to to, to and say, you know, which, w- was people thinking that in 2004, 2003? I, I don't think that. I don't think they was, you know what I mean? Like, it was just a little blip or whatever, you know. But I I, I think, you, you, you know, what I would say to, to, to people like that, and I still say to people like that, is that I come away from uh, Millennium Stage. The last time I went to Cup Final, my dad, um, funny enough, my dad was round here this weekend. We were talking about it against Southampton because I was in the semi-final. Yeah. Now they've got back into the semi-final. And uh, we got back on the coach, and we was disappointed that we'd only won the we'd only won the FA Cup. Disappointed because we felt we should have won the league, you know. So when when you think about it, we're coming away from from winning the FA Cup, disappointed. Not you know like where we're we're throwing our toys out, but thinking, oh, we could we should have won this and we should have won that. We didn't realise how good we had it then, you know. That you know if you look back on that 2000, and I know we lost the FA Cup final in 2001, but 2002 won a double, 2003 FA Cup, 2004 the title. You know, that that's a, a period where you can't say an average manager would have won those things, you know. Um, I don't know. I always say about Arsene Wenger, and I will say this, is that he took on Angus Ferguson in his prime. Manchester United were one hell of a team, Harry, you know what I mean? And they were, you know, you talk to a lot of Man United fans, they don't like Arsenal because we took their dynasty away from them. Not like their dynasty, but they, they had all the power, all the money, everything like yeah. that. And along come Arsenal and and took it away from them and they didn't like it, you know, and, and, you know, they was dominating, dominating it then and, and we come along, you know, but the manager you see then with Arsene Wenger and you see the manager now is completely different. It's a completely different manager. Yeah, you know, and, um, and I, I just feel that it's very, very hard to, you know, we can all look back with a few regrets of not getting this trophy and all that, but I, I cannot look back and criticise Arsene Wenger over that, that period from 98 to 2004. Magical, magical yeah. time, you know. Um, Completely. But, um, you and know, I would, so I think... I would say, you know, it's very easy now, you know, what, 14 years down the line to look back and pick holes in, in what Arsene yeah. Wenger done. But at that point, none of us were complaining. It's For me, I've grown up watching Arsene Wenger and that was an amazing period. And I'll, I won't criticise him for that. So I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with this Yeah, one. and also don't forget, you know, he got to a Champions League final in 2000. You know, we won the FA Cup in 2005 against Man United. That's right. And then, um, you know, the, the Champions League final when, you know, realistically, if it wasn't for Thierry Henry that day, we would have won that game. So, yeah. you know, you can't blame Arsene Wenger for that, you know. So, uh, no, you've, you've got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, he's also put another uh, another statement here, another question, um, and and these are really interesting points. So I thought I'd, I'd bring them onto the show. Um, this one was: Do you think we've underachieved from a business standpoint since the mid nineties compared to say Manchester United? I believe we should be on the level of Manchester United in terms of sponsorship and cash flow. I'm going to say that I completely disagree with that because. 
you know, we've we had some great periods, but Manchester United are a far bigger club than us. That's the reality. That's the truth. Manchester United are the biggest football club in this country and by quite some distance. You know, their global appeal is humongous. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I can't expect Arsenal to compete with them in, in, from that sense. What do you think, Lee? Yeah, I, you know, I, I agree with that. I think that Arsenal, from a business point of view, very clever. Very clever, like, you know. Listen, we used to have a, a system at Arsenal when we used to have one kit one season and then we change it over to the... Um, to the away kit the next season and you know so he's only changing the kit over once a year they have three a year now three a season you know so and selling out things like that I, I think the business model is probably if I'll be honest Harry is probably even better than Man United's if I'll be honest as, as a business model the way we go about things and that you know um, I've you know been fortunate enough to, to go in corporate at um, Manchester United and, and, and Arsenal and uh, corporate events going around around whatever there's no I'll tell you that now there's no better than Arsenal it's the best it's the, without a doubt it's, it's without it's, it, it knocks spots off of everybody else so they've got that right you know the actual money making machine of Arsenal is, is very very good I do believe though that the money side of uh, of the, the money making side of Arsenal has taken over from the football side, you know, it's, it's like if you imagine if you're collecting your money, if you're saving all the money all the time, you get rolling it in all the time. Feel, oh, okay, and it, you don't really want to spend. Oh, I don't want to spend none there. I just want to keep it. I want to keep it coming in, you know. And I just think that Arsenal have just gone down that road a little bit there. But listen, you know, I think Arsenal have made some mistakes with the stadium, which they could could sort out if I'll be honest because I don't think you know with the atmosphere and all that but as far as generating money is concerned and the business side of it um, is, is, is a fantastic model the, the other side of it is, is losing players for, for free and and transfer dealings is a, is a different ball game you know if you ask me about that it's a total failure but as a business side of it all you know I, I don't think you could argue with it you know Arsene Wenger he hits the money every time, pardon the punt, but he does, you know, he's, he's, he's on the money every time, you know, from that point of view. Um, but as, as fans, Harry, what would you rather have be the best, best, best business or the best football team? You know, for me, it's about being the best football team. I don't want to be in debt like certain teams are, but you know, but I will say this with the business model as it is, if, if I keep hearing these rumours, oh, we've only got like a hundred million for transfers. We've only got a budget of a hundred million, hundred million. When I'm looking at well, what we get for TV revenue, what we get for the stadium, what we get for uh, Puma uh, sponsors and things like that, all of a, you know. So from that point of view, and then they turn around and say, well, we've only got a hundred thousand. Something's not quite right with the business module. Yeah. So, um, but. You know, as far as competing and concerned, I think that we're 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 very much up there with everybody. Yeah, I think the, we've, we've maximised what we yeah. are club. We've maximised it. I just think that in response to to the point made is that you know we cannot compete with Manchester United. There are not many clubs, maybe Bar Real Madrid, that can compete with Manchester United in in that aspect. You know, the commercial appeal is huge. That comes with having years and years of success. Uh, which they've had since the Premier League era began and yeah, they've won it the most times and they're bound to have the most supporters in Thailand and the Far East and Australia and America and that that all contributes to why they're such a, 
a beast of uh, And then he is. You've only got to go up to the ground on that. But I will say this, that Arsenal are making a lot more money out of uh, on a match day than they are. I know they don't from that other point of view. So somewhere along the line, they're, 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 catching, they're, they're, they're catching them, but they're never going to catch them, if you know what I mean. Like they're, 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 They've eaten to a chunk of it. Um which is which is a good thing, but as you say, you know it, it's it's not you know when when people say I'm Man United the biggest club in this country and all that you know that they are it's not so much in this country like you know what I mean there's they've got big like you know they get the biggest crowds here but you know if you said to you know like for for instance Spurs are, are filling uh, Wembley with eighty thousand we could fill fill it with eighty thousand it's when you go to the global side of it all Manchester United then you know you go to Asia as you say these places here they they're, they're massive and and I, I think Manchester United are very clever in effort they they knew that they 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 knew that a long time before the likes of Arsenal jumped onto that Do you know they was going to these um, far east trips along before Arsenal and and you know so you know I think teams will catch up with them to a certain degree but you know, if you're the listen, you know, always through the times in the night, you know, they they spent thirty million pound on on Rio Ferdinand. How long goes that? You know what I mean? Like we 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 we're now spending thirty million on central defenders, Harry. You know what I mean? They they've done it like fifteen years ago. You know, yeah. so you know, and and if if you you look at somebody like um, uh, Alexis Sanchez. You know, Arsene Wenger said it. Whether it's whether you agree with it or not, or you think it's true or not, we can't afford to pay five hundred thousand pound a week. Manchester United can, Harry. You know, so that tells you it all. It tells you it all. That's it. And the final question comes from Toby four two three one. That's his Twitter tag. Um, he says. What on earth is going on with Jack Wilshire and Aaron Ramsey's contracts? Oh. How do you gentlemen see this scenario playing out? I'm worried. I said this before. I'm worried, and and the reasons I'll be worried is if you was Aaron Ramsey or or Jack Wilshere, if you be honest, you know the club's prepared to, you know, you're you're say you are one of those two guys. You know what I mean? Uh, a bang yang comes in, he's going to be on one hundred fifty thousand pound a week minimum. Mkhitaryan's come from Manchester United, where he wasn't a success. Is going to be on good, you know. He's not going to be on less than what he was on at Manchester United. So let's just say he's on one hundred and fifty thousand. So you've then got Aaron Ramsey on a hundred thousand, Jack Wilshere on ninety, and you're going to want at least the same as that, Harry. Especially if you was Aaron Ramsey, where you've been at the club and Jack for ten years. You know what I mean? Like, and these two guys walk in and um, are getting this more amount of money, and then you look at the Meza Erzal one, where he's getting a lot more money than everybody else. You're going to turn around and say, "Well, uh, you know, let's be fair. I, I want a piece of the pie." And, and you know, for me, it's an insult. An insult. If I was Jack Wilson, it's an insult if they're saying, "Like, we give you uh, um, less pay and all that." Like when they're giving players, you know, when they're giving people like uh, Per Mertesacker and Santi Cazorla a year's contract for doing nothing. I'm not saying um, he's harsh on on Santi Cazorla, but. You know, the facts are that that's, that's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're giving him a year's contract for, for you know, and then they're saying to Jack, we're going to cut your wages down. So, come on. Come on. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you get the amp that? I know that I would. And um, oh, I am really worried about it, you know, because you're taking out two midfield players. And what worries me about it, Harry, is that 
I've, I'll pick up the papers this week. You know, Aaron Ramsey being linked with Manchester United, being linked with Chelsea. Well, of course he's going to be linked with these teams because he's, he gives something what 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 none, no other midfield player does in this country: box to box scoring goals. We don't appreciate it. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be the fact that we, we don't, you know. And I, I look at Aaron Ramsey, and people will criticise him and whatever. But you know, look at Luke Shaw. He's had a, a tremendous, a horrendous time at um, Manchester United. He had a horrendous injury, you know. Aaron Ramsey had that horrendous injury and has come back and won us two two FA Cups with goals, scored goals. It's just unfortunate with Aaron and unfortunately with Jack. They do get injured a lot. You know they can't guarantee him a full se- They can't guarantee a full season. But then my argument to that would be, well, nor because they have a bloody Arsenal player. You know, what I mean, <laughs> who, who goes from one one game to the? You know, you can go through them all. They've all had, you know, uh, Bellerin been out, Monreal been out, Koscielny uh, K- um, K- out, Mustafi's been out. The only one that's not been out for a, for a, um, any sort of time is Shaka. You have yeah. you go through the whole rest of them; they've all been out. So, you know, is it is that down to Aaron Ramsey and, and Wiltshire? I'm, I'm worried about because they're. I, I still think you talk to ex players and pundits on the telly and all that. You know, they always say the British core, English core players. You know, you look back; we've always had that, and we've had. You know, if we lose Aaron Ramsey and we lose Wiltshire, where's that, where's our British core? Where's our you know players from? And it is a big, big worry and. Um, these two players now, have, you know, they've they've sat in the, they've sort of sat in the stands, if you like, and what's what's going on with uh, Sanchez and and Ozil, and thought, right, this is how we can play it out as well. We are like, you know, <laughs> and uh, they've got all the all the cards on their, in their, you know, in their favour at the moment, and you know, now, for instance, I think that hopefully they will sign, but Aaron Ramsey could end up with a contract worth. Twenty, thirty thousand pound more a week than what he should be getting because of this. I'm mm. not saying that's right or wrong, but that's what that's what they'll be doing. You know what I mean? Like, now, you know, because if you have a look at it with Aaron Ramsey, you know, right? Okay, I'm I'm not going to sign a new contract. All right, we got we'll sell you. There's got to buy somebody else and pay him the money that Aaron Ramsey wants. Yeah. So it's it's a it difficult one. It makes no sense. But we've again allowed ourselves to get into this situation. I think Danny Welbeck's in the same position as well. You know, and uh, I think Arsenal got to be ruthless come come the summer, Harry. If if, yeah. if Aaron's not going to sign a contract, then we sell him for as much money, and we get players in that that do uh, the one the one with um, the one with um, Jack Wilshire. I, I just can't understand. He's proved what he is. He's in the England squad. He's proved that he's he's fit. He's proved that he's playing. I think he's been uh, a real good comeback season for him. Why, why haven't they done the deal? You know, this is Arsenal we're talking about. Yeah, and, and possibly like, you know, the first point we made when we first started was about the manager's future and maybe that's having an impact because yeah. maybe the club are thinking, do we want to sign Aaron Ramsey, for example, down on a long-term deal now and the next manager that comes in doesn't want him. So th- there's that element as well. I think the uncertainty around the club is having a knock-on effect on these sort of things as well. Yeah, fantastic point. You know, you, you, you've got to be doing that, and you know, what I mean, and, and and from their point of view as well, well, who's going to be the next manager? Because he might, you know, might not fancy me for whatever reason. You don't know, do you? So you know, like you know, these two boys get get in most weeks when they're fit. A new manager comes along, might not want to have them. You know, it's the uncertainty. It, it, we 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 
we would come back to the beginning now because there, there is there with these contracts, you know. But I, I, I don't know about you, but I would be absolutely gutted if both of those players are not signed on long-term deals. I'll be, yeah. I'll be very disappointed. You know what? We're going to squeeze one more, one more quick one, um, quick one word or one word, one sentence. Answer, I suppose. Um, this one is from Bobby. He says, "Who would you like to see as the next Arsenal manager?" And then he gives us four options: Carlo Ancelotti. Allegri, Luis Enrique, or Jardim? Who would you go for, Lee? Uh, Allegri first, Jardim second. End of. Okay. I would. Pro- <laughs> I think I'd go Allegri first, Ancelotti second. So there you go. So we've got the first one. We're not mean. That's it. That's it. Lee, thank you very much. <laughs> no for problems at all. I've had it. I really enjoyed it. Like yeah. Good. good stuff and we're always glad to have you on guys don't forget to check out the same old arsenal podcast as well uh, the twitter handle is at same old afc you can find it on itunes soundcloud and youtube um it's a fantastic podcast probably the best arsenal one out there and i'm pleased to announce i'll be hosting their extra time show um yeah. starting with the stoke game on the first of april i think it is so really looking forward to that and thanks to the guys for having me um make sure you follow us at chronicles underscore afc we're on youtube itunes soundcloud and the fnx network um until next time that's it cheers